Just tell us what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, as the world-famous Smokin' and Toasted. Uh, welcome, my friends. We are up to show number 318, just ahead of our debut in national radio syndication, which, if all goes well, will actually come next week. So, uh, next week's show will I'm be pretty excited about the first that. one to be syndicated. Nice. And one thing that will change, by the way is that currently the show becomes available. We usually record it earlier during the week, but the show becomes available on Thursdays at 1 p.m. It will now become available on Saturdays, probably about 3 p.m., because the um, the original, the debut of each week's show will be the syndication Saturday broadcast, which is Saturday at 2. Yeah, yeah. So probably around 3, the show will become available. Well, Saturday at 2 is a pretty nice slot. It's not a bad slot. We're very excited about it, and we're very excited about uh, this whole year ahead of us here at Smoking and Toasting. I feel uh, like I feel like on a Saturday by two o'clock you should be done with the lawn. Mm-hmm. You should be sitting outside with mm-hmm. a cigar. That's right. It's perfect timing, and maybe even planning what your weekend festivities are going to be for Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe we can give you a suggestion or two of what you might want to drink wherever <laughs> you go when you go. So uh, thank you again for joining us and for being here through all these episodes of Smoking and Toasting. We will try to make you proud. Now today we're on location in the Heights uh, uh, neighborhood of Houston at the Shady Acres Saloon. And uh, tell me what you know about Shady Acres. We've done a show here once before, but we did it. So from what I understand, this area was known as Shady Acres, and that's why they Mm -hmm. they have the the name Shady Acres. Um, uh, A a friend of mine, Mike uh, Mike Bell, uh, used to work at a bar years ago called Rudyard's. Rudyard's still exists, but he uh, stopped working there. He opened a bar next door to Rudyard's called the Next Door Bar. And then mm-hmm. from there, he opened up this bar, um, and this has been, you know, where he's been for the last quite a few years. It's a great place. It's country music. They got a nice stage out here. This and is, he's let us in here before. We did a yeah, pipe show. Yeah, yeah, we once, did. We so. did a pipe show about Which two years ago, I yeah. think. Here, that was a lot of fun. Lot we did fun. it on the inside. Mm-hmm. But he's getting busier and busier. So uh, last last time we did a pipe show, we did it on the inside. Uh, he wasn't open until like five o'clock or four o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. Now he's opening at two o'clock every day so and, uh, i know that john got some real good footage just going around the place which we'll show you periodically during it's, it's the uh, great ambiance here yeah, it's just very texas very sort of junkyard chic if you will yep uh and i really it's very relaxed i really really like it plus he's got a really nice vip uh vip, VIP lounges is yeah it's it. yeah. really pretty nice yeah, the, the music cool. they play here too is mostly country music sometimes you get a little uh more hippie uh jam kind of stuff but it's all good i heard some zz top earlier right so, right yeah. so that's pretty cool. well, well i'm talking about when they do the live band right oh right right thing. sure sure well but john egan plays here a bunch of those oh, guys love like him yeah, by yeah. the way john egan has confirmed that he will be on our anniversary show the 333rd show to, him. to play our theme music live i heard i thought you know what you got ahead of you got a hold of him before i did i talked to him yesterday he's like i already know <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome great. so that is john egan he's a local uh musician here in houston fantastic blues rock guitar yeah. uh and he was the guy that uh, sang our our uh, opening song yeah, for yeah. us which is which is just uh, just wonderful so he'll be doing that live at our live that's show, gonna be which exciting is gonna be exciting and maybe we can talk him into you know doing a little uh uh, guitar for our bumper music too. Uh, It'd be kind of cool to do that for 
for that show. So anyway, uh, the reason we're here at Shady Acres today is our original schedule had called for us to have a guest uh, that has both whiskey and cigars. So yes. we uh, we reached out to Shady Acres to see if we could do the show here in order to be able to smoke during the show. As it turned out, our guest could not make it this week. We'll try to reschedule them later. But uh, I thought, you know, rather than head back into the studio, Ian, we'll just smoke our own cigars. So we already had it lined up. Why what, wouldn't we? What are you smoking, my friend? So, oh, today. I saved it for today. I was going to do this as a uh, review on one of the shows. This is the Hoyo de Nicaragua Cinco Decadas? Decadas. Decadas. Cinco Decades. Yeah. <laughs> That's my loose translation. Decadas, which is Spanish for decades. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, this is, I hadn't seen this before. You said you've tried this one before. I have. Right? Uh, a lot of the, uh, <clears throat> the uh, uh, those cigars, because isn't that the one that uh, Drew Estate bought? I think so, Because yes. it's Toyo de Nicaragua, right? Yes. So Drew Estate has relaunched some of those lines, uh, re, uh, re, you know, formatted them a little bit in terms of the blends. And uh, everything I've had of their new configurations is really, really good. My only this complaint is, is they're all more expensive than they used to be. The whole <laughs> well, this is this is but, really yeah. nice. Uh, like I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't tried this one before. Um, but uh, like on the dry uh, draw, the pre-light uh, uh, draw I got on this, uh, it's got a very nice uh, light draw to it. But I also got like a little bit of barnyard, a little anise going on, a little black licorice kind of flavor. I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah, excellent. I'm uh, smoking a very interesting one. This is the uh, Oliva. You may not have seen this before. It's the Oliva Monticello. Monticello yeah. I'm going to try to do a better job of showing that to the camera there. But the Oliva Monticello looks like a regular Oliva, except you're not used to Monticello. Turns out this is the house brand that they do for Holtz. And I order from Holtz online sometimes. They had a good deal on a box of these, and so I uh, snagged one. And uh, I have to tell you, because I thought, how how wrong can you uh, go with Oliva, Oliva, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I have to tell you, they're wonderful. These I'm enjoying these just as much as I'm enjoying uh, a Siri G or even a um uh a Siri V or the, the Siri, Melania. Siri V, yeah. the Melania, yeah. So I I'm I'm really liking it. This this cigar is all about earth and leather and a little bit of a salty note, which I really kind of enjoy because instead of it being big pepper on the palate. The, there, it isn't really all that peppery, but you get this saltiness that gives you that tingle on the tongue that I really yeah, like about yeah, the pepper. Yeah, yeah. And so it just kind of replaces it with with something a little different. So, uh, so, so far I'm digging it. I will admit this is not the first one of these I've had from my box, but I thought I would uh, smoke this on the show today. So I can As talk a matter about of fact, richness. we stopped and had a cigar last week and uh, you had one of those in your humidor and gave it to me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I enjoyed it tremendously. It's got yeah. a nice amount of spice to it. Yeah, I mean, it it's it's predictable Oliva. In that it had the right amount of spice and complexity, but mm -hmm. it's a little different from some of the other blends. And let's just say right now, predictable Oliva, that's not a bad thing. No, that's it, a good thing. That's actually a very good thing. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. We'll, uh, we'll talk cigars a little bit today. Uh, we'll also talk some beers. As a matter of fact, I like beer. Our beer tasting today. Uh, you may remember on last week's show, we did a beer from one of my favorite Louisiana breweries, which is Nola. Nola, yeah. Today we're doing a beer from. I would almost have to say Nola's my number two favorite Louisiana oh, brewery. My number one is Parrish. Oh, yeah. Nice, yeah. That ghost in the machine is possibly, I mean, it it will fight for my number <laughs> it's, one it's favorite IPA spot with uh, with a couple of others anytime. It's pretty outrageous. But uh, today we'll be tasting from Parrish Brewing Company some something called Strawberry Mochi. And it is a Berliner Weiss, uh, but with strawberry. All right, so a little bit so, of sour yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, so we'll look forward to trying that. From Anchorage Brewing Company. 
in, of course, Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, we'll be, it's funny, I put on my notes here, I put Anchorage AL. That would be Anchorage, Alabama. <laughs> no, they're from a place a little bit colder than that. Uh, Anchorage Brewing Company in Anchorage, Alaska. It's their road trip IPA. And then from a brewery that I know you're familiar with, Ian, in Austin, Texas, from Jester King. Oh, uh, I love Jester we'll King. We'll be trying something called, and I don't know if you've... It's uh, almost always outrageous. I don't know if you've had this before, so I'm excited if you haven't. Have you had their Black Metal Imperial Stout? It's been a couple years since I've had okay. it, yes. Right. And the, the, the cover art on the, the Jester King is stuff wonderful. Yeah. is amazing. In fact, you might even put that up, Adam, yeah, uh, yeah. so people can see that. We'll be getting to that in a little while. And uh, then you brought along a very special bottle of Buffalo Trace. I did, I did. Uh, this was a gift, actually. I got it uh, for Christmas, and I haven't opened it yet because I hadn't had the occasion, but this is a single barrel select from uh, Specs. From Specs, cool. And, uh, and so it, it'll be nice to try it. So it'll be like Buffalo Trace, but a little bit different. For those of you out of state, uh, Specs is what we call uh, uh, Disneyland for big kids. It's, yes. uh, it's like the coolest, most like deep, stock uh of beer wine spirits they're really wine specialists but their so the beer, wine selection is crazy their yeah. beer and, and spirit selections amazing as well they, and they have a nice humidor i, buy yeah, I was gonna say they got a respectable stuff. humidor yep, yep, their deli so. is unbelievable dude they have one sandwich that has uh, uh blue cheese on it that is out of this world man if you go uh up to specs um friday or saturday in the evening or even during the day on Saturday, you mm -hmm. go up to Specs, <clears throat> just the sheer amount of samples you oh, will have great. going it's through great. there. And, you know, they do this thing, too. They do a wine and cheese day uh, at some point. I don't remember what part of the year it is. But if right. you happen to go in on that Saturday, oh, my God, you're don't, <laughs> don't bother having lunch right. before you go because uh, it's absolutely fun. So I know there's stores like that in a lot of places for us here in uh, in uh, Houston, Texas. Specs is, is kind of the place. And plus, they're. They're locally owned, which, you know, we support that kind of thing. As yeah, well. yeah. Uh, so let me just say, um, a lot to talk about in today's show. We'll be telling you about some cigars to watch for. We'll be uh, telling you, I think we've been teasing this for a while, but uh, we should get to the 13 strong cigars for the full-bodied smoker. Strong cigars. Yeah, yeah, and that's a cigar aficionado list. And then um, the Hot 100. There are beers from 2022. That uh, got into a hot, got put into a hot 100 list, and I have not perused the list, but I've glanced at it, and I'm going to tell you that the vast majority of these beers, not only have I never sampled, but I've never even heard of. Uh, so you know, I'm some of those really, lists get like that. I'm really interested. So in this list, because it's going to give me a lot of new things to target to see if I can find and we can get on. Plus, uh, there'll be it'll be interesting to see what beers from this list we have had. So I think that's everybody will enjoy this list. Have you ever had any of these beers? <laughs> right. Email us and let us know if they're any good. By the way, our email address is st at rfcmedia.com. You can email us with, uh, you know, questions about beer, questions about cigars, questions about life in general, dating advice. We got it all. We'll it's nice. It. ST we'll at rfcmedia.com. Media.com. Yeah. The first part of that rhyme yeah. is pretty yeah. good. Right. I like it. Uh, so in addition to that, by the way, I don't know if you uh, heard about this, uh, Ian, but Heineken is being heavily boycotted right now. And apparently when the... Is it, is it the green bottles? Uh, no. I, I, that's, that's why you've boycotted them for years. <laughs> yeah. I uh, no, they've been, they're being boycotted because at the beginning of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Heineken promised to stop doing business in Russia, stop exporting their beer to Russia. And not only did they not follow through with that, but apparently they've launched like 16 new products 
in Russia. Oh, man. During this last year that the war has gone on. So uh, a whole lot of people who are obviously standing in solidarity with Ukraine are boycotting Heineken. Oddly enough, none of them are doing it for the green bottle. And none of them are doing for the doing it for the skunky general quality of the beer. So um, there's all kinds of reasons to boycott Heineken. I'm just throwing a few extra <laughs> right, ones out there. Right. There's, so, some, there's some new reasons yeah, for it. Yeah, just so you know. Uh, if we have time, we'll talk about drinking trends for uh, 2023 and maybe even craft beer predictions for 2023. Uh, but speaking of drinking, Ian went in just before the show started and got me a, a beer from the taps inside. And this is a Paradigm, Paradigm IPA. IPA. Yeah. And I, I, I had really, tried it before. I found it really interesting because it is, it's definitely an IPA. It's got that hop profile. It's more hoppy than it is malty. But it almost tastes to me and almost feels with the mouthfeel like it's a combination of an IPA and a cream ale. It has that sort of cream ale uh, mouthfeel right. to it. And I, uh, I found it very interesting. I actually really like it a lot. Uh, and what did you go with? I went with I went with classic Shiner Bob. Oh, uh, see, that's and, you the know, old I'd standby. Say, I'd say if you're down here in Texas, you'll find it everywhere. But I'm pretty sure most markets you can find Shiner Bach. I used to buy Shiner Bach in Boston. Yeah, I yeah. There, so. so I think you can buy yeah. Shiner Bach. So if you want to try Shiner Bach, it's a good time. Shiner Bach is a uh, classic. It's, it's one of those that always works. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's also great with a cigar, too. Uh, they, this IPA is fighting the cigar a little bit, but... Uh, but Shiner Bach does. Shiner never crazy. fights a cigar. Yeah. And, and you know another beer that I've always found was consistently always good with a cigar, and this is before they changed the formula. Uh, I haven't tried the new one, but Fat Tire. Fat Tire is always Fat good. Tire yeah. always Fat Tire always worked so with a cigar. In fact, when you smoke a cigar and drink a Fat Tire, you almost can pull out an additional sort of a chocolate there were, quality in the Fat Tire. There were certain bars, when I was doing a whole lot of gigs uh, all over regionally here, there were certain bars I would go into, and I know that they would go through a lot of fat tire and those are bars where i would always order the fat tire because it's so fresh right because you knew there was so fresh and fantastic and like it's hard to beat that yeah absolutely is absolutely is they got a number of beers on tap here i was just looking at the tap heads. yeah actually they have seven they have different taps they have uh, they have a couple redundancies outside and inside but most of them are different outside to mm -hmm. inside I like so. that. I like when they really mix it up. And, and but just looking from here, they got some Buffalo Bayou. They got some. They got the Shinerbach. Obviously, they got that Paradigm out here. Mm -hmm. They got. Uh, let's see what else. Lone Star and a few others. Yeah, yeah. I can see. Is that a Eureka Heights on the end? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, they they got a nice selection, and and I'm just at this point, if you're if you're running a bar or even a restaurant with, you know. Uh, a, a pretty cool and exciting menu. If you don't have a diverse beer selection, we need we need an IPA and not just one that's owned by yeah. uh, by uh, Anheuser Busch. We need a porter or a stout. We need something interesting like a strong ale or a Scotch ale. Give us something oh. to mix it up, and then you, obviously you can have your regular macro brews because I know people like those and drink them. But it just makes me think. If you're running a bar, you've got to diversify your beer selection. You you just have to. It's yeah. expected at this point, and people are disappointed. Yeah, you if, can't if they just get there you can't just go the easy uh, ABM Bev route. Does mm -hmm. everything right? AB will try to tell you they've got all the bases covered, but your customers want more. That's all I'm trying to say. Your customers want <laughs> definitely. More. How's the cigar smoking? This is fantastic. This has got some earthy, um, that kind of. Um, 
mineral kind of uh, Nicaraguan soil kind of yes. thing that you get. That sort of soil richness it's with the, the minerality. Yeah, and, and it still has a little of that uh, the black licorice kind of in the background. It's got a little bit of pepper spice to it. But I would say there's some white pepper in the background that's that's uh, that's just kind of fills the palate and makes it last a little longer. It's nice. I am now getting a kind of a, almost like a, a a baking spice, a bread, not a baking spice like like gingerbread, but more like a the uh, the flour on top of a loaf of bread. Oh, you know yeah, that yeah. sort of a vibe a little bit from this mixing in with the saltiness and of course the deep uh, earth and the rich leather. Uh, this is a wonderful cigar. And take a look at that burn line. That's just, I mean, and we're here under a couple of fans, and there's a little breeze blowing. That would be real easy to be a cigar that's canoeing right now, and it's not. It's just almost as straight as it can be. Oliva, quality stuff, man. You can't, can't aside Aside from the airplane going over the top, I mean, we're out here. What is it, 80 degrees out here today? We're. Uh, I'm wearing shorts. Yes, yeah, but we're under a couple of fans. It's very, uh, it's you know, it's, it's a, very manageable. It's, it's going to be a good spring, I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. In fact, our... Uh, forecast said that this week was going to be a lot like last week i'm like well last week was awesome yeah last so, week was awesome so that's uh that is totally working for me uh all right well a lot to talk about on today's show and we're going to be of course tasting some beers and oh i almost forgot we have drinking news on today's show oh i have to give you today's drinking news teaser headline as ian reaches for the ukulele because we do this organic here folks i'm telling you today's uh drinking news teaser headline You can't smoke in California, but apparently you can steal. Cheers, y'all. All right, so we'll be getting to that in just a few <laughs> moments. Thank you for joining us for Smoking and Toasting. It's episode number 318. Lots to talk about on the show today, and we will be right back after this. Awesome. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting on location at Shady Acres Saloon for show number 318. What do you think, Ian? Man, I love this place. Does it have ambiance or what? Yeah. And <laughs> just a moment ago, we actually had an old friend who uh, used to work with uh, East, Eastside. Austin uh, Eastsiders, yes. Eastsiders, uh, Blair Horler, who now works with Four Sixes, which uh, they have got a really nice uh, collection of beers growing from their brewery. And I don't know, we're going to have him on the show soon. I don't know what the connection is between them and the Four Sixes Ranch, but Four Sixes is actually one of the upcoming Yellowstone spinoffs uh, that uh, Taylor Sheridan, who does Yellowstone, is is uh, going to be releasing, I believe, later this year. So going to be a lot of a lot of talk and a lot of buzz about Four Sixes. He happened to be here today. During the break, brought That's us over one of his hazy IPAs. Awesome, so, yeah. So um, we... So I'm excited we'll to talk try about it. that. We got a little bit of foam on there. We're going to have to watch it's for. It's a hazy session IPA, and uh, yeah, it did uh, that. It definitely withstood a. Uh, so we had a, we had a uh, four sixes on here once before. We tried the we tried uh, amber, amber. Uh -huh. uh, the grit and glory uh, amber. Oh, it says grit and glory on all of them, I guess. Mm. So uh, the uh, easy drinking IPA with notes of citrus and pineapple. And not a lot of information on here. Four uh, four point eight percent. So I see that being sessionable. It says Heritage runs deep along the top of this. You know what I really like about this? Because I'm doing a little research while you're reading. What um, you got? Uh, what I like about this is for a sessionable IPA, something that comes in under 5%, it's got a lot of flavor. The flavor is really big and up front. 
on the palate. And uh, it's got it's you know because some of the more sessionable ones kind of feel like an IPA light, and not that that's bad. That can be fine sometimes, you know. But this is not sacrificing flavor to be a little more sessionable. That was punchy right up front with a malt like roundness. Yep. And then finish. This is kind of classic IPA. This it is really like is. when I very first tried IPAs. This is kind of where I think IPAs mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. And it's got that great floral aroma that's right. not reminds me a little bit of a harpoon ipa a little bit yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's not it's not so it's not so hop floral that you can smell it across the room it's just right. got a nice nice little aroma a little hazy uh blonde thing going on here i like it it's good yeah and they and it's also really cold which i appreciate it is really cold. i know i know you like yours a little warmer but i love my uh i love my beers oh, I, even my know, ipas i like, I like cold, cold beer too but i found I found if you got a good beer, it'll stand up even when it's a little. Agreed. Warm. And sometimes it does change the flavors uh, when you let it warm up a little bit. Shows you, might show you some things you weren't getting at first. Now uh, I uh, I peeled my band off of my. I noticed cigar. it left a little nick on the. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, quite the got quite the peel on there. I don't know if that's even visible from there, but that's uh It doesn't seem to be leaking, so we're gonna see how it stays. Well, this one's navigating well so far. I did tip the ash, but uh, still burning nice and straight. Nice, big mouthfuls of smoke. I've been and, tipping uh, my ash a lot today. Uh, and mm-hmm. the reason I've been doing that is because I'm wearing this light-colored shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So it, I'm going to sacrifice the, the long ash for the keeping the shirt. I've, I've ruined a hoodie or two by, uh, <laughs> by ashes <laughs> yeah. that fell that were still a little... Uh, Have you noticed what kind of awesome creak my... Uh, my uh, Your chair uh, has? Yeah, rocking chair has. Yeah, it's a pretty cool sound. This is a. I'm a I'm lie. really concerned though that that rocking chair was really more for decoration, Ian. I'm I'm not sure if it. Uh, I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, on I'm not sure if it's going to support. I don't you know if this is. I don't know if this is a feature or a problem. It's, it's a feature. It's like the Batmobile. It unfolds, you know, kind of at different shapes and times. So, anyway, uh, well, some cigars to watch for. Let me tell you about these. <laughs> if you are looking for a green cigar. To pair with your green beer for St. Patrick's Day, Alec Bradley Cigar has started the celebration already. The company has already released the Black Market Filthy Hooligan and the Filthy Hooligan Shamrock. And these are a pair of seasonal smokes. Both are barber pole style wrappers. Yeah, and Filthy Hooligan's a good cigar. Uh, the leaf of a bright uh, green candela for one of the uh, stripes in the barber pole. Both of these come in 6x50 Toros. Uh, both are made with an Ecuadorian Sumatra binder. So if the candela is a little mild, that Ecuadorian Sumatra will give the cigar a little more of a kick. When a little more, yeah, a little more oomph, yeah. the binder. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, candelas are uh, they're a unique flavor compared to what like most people smoke today, but they were worth picking up one just to try. Bradley Rubin, who's a second-generation cigar maker with uh, Alec Bradley, says we only use choice candela. Barber Pole and Shamrock remain limited editions because... The light green tobacco we use needs to be consistent every year. Uh, and Shamrock was actually his first project at uh, Alec Brown. Oh, nice, nice. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. The uh, packaging on those is awesome, yeah. too. Production's limited. It's 2,000 boxes of 24 cigars for the Barber Pole Toro and 1,500 boxes of 10 for the Shamrock. But this is the 11th release of the Filthy The Hooligan. 11th release yeah, of so it. Yeah, so it's been around for a while. I've, I've had about three or four of them, I think, so far. Yeah. Not this year, but just in total. But you're, I'll probably pick you're up a, a believer, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're it's, good. It's like a uh, St. Patrick's Day tradition for you now. <laughs> yeah, well, so it is fun to have, like, you know, hey, I've got a green cigar. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, people ask, do you guys have any holiday traditions? Yeah, we smoke a, a green cigar on St. Patrick's Day. I'm not a, I'm not a must-wear green guy. I mean, yeah. I have, I have an Irish last name, and... 
<laughs> Irish heritage, so I think I feel like that's enough. Uh, I do know one other kind of cigar that you like, though, and that's that you love the really fat, large ring gauge cigar. I do like a large a ring gauge cigar. Well, Nicaraguan cigar maker Aganorsa Leaf mm-hmm. is adding two more hefty sizes to its JFR Lunatic Maduro line. So this will interest you. Uh, the new smokes uh, are have been available for pre-order for the TPE trade show in Las Vegas. They're named after their dimensions, 6.5 by 60 and 7 by 70. 7 by 70 That's is a big used. cigar. Yeah. All the tobaccos are used. Uh, all the tobaccos that are used in the cigars are grown on the farms in Nicaragua that are owned by Aganorsa, except for a Mexican San Andres uh, wrapper. Mm. And you're noticing in that Mexican San Andres, that's getting more that's been and more popping up popular. More popular, yeah. Yep, absolutely. And and not surprising because well, it's, it's got it's, it's got spice flavorful. and it's got mm-hmm. sweet and it's got like just so many good things going on. They'll be with uh, they'll be in boxes of twenty eight. And uh, just in case you did not know, JFR stands for just for retailers. So this is not a cigar that you can buy online. This is now JFR makes a lunatic that's an eight by eighty. By the oh, way, yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I have smoked that cigar. <laughs> I've I have gotten in the river. And done a three and a half hour float, and still been smoking my cigar. By the time I by got the time you got to, to the, the campsite, end. you just got to make sure the cigar never hits the water. Yeah, the water I mean, never hits the cigar, and you're okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice because you bring one cigar. Yep, yep. <laughs> and Davidoff of Geneva, USA, is planning a quartet of seasonal cigars for its brand Avo. They uh, Davidoff Davidoff owns Avo yeah, now, yeah. and uh, they are releasing Avo Seasons Limited Edition Series 2023. Four different smokes, all released in the same size. Uh, a double tapered diadema that measures uh, six and five eighths by 50 for the ring gauge. All the sizes are the same, but each season is made with a very different blend and packaging that's intended to evoke the four seasons of the year, basically. That sounds uh, pretty exciting. So, first one to be released is spring. It comes out on the 23rd of this month. It includes an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, Dominican San Vicente, Seco binder, it's and easy Dominican- for you to say. Dominican fillers, so it's a. It looks like a very interesting blend. Man, if uh, if you're if you haven't tried many Avo cigars and you're wondering, go buy an Avo number two. Oh yeah, like just right. start there. They're fantastic. And the Synchro line is very the good. Synchro too. line's quite yeah, good. Yes, very good. Uh, the upcoming Avo seasons will be released throughout the year. Summer will be an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, Mexican binder, and Dominican filler. Autumn will be Mexican San Andres wrapper. There it is again with Dominican binder and filler, and for the winter, an Ecuador-Connecticut wrapper with Dominican binder and filler. So nice to see some new things coming off the Avo. It's been, it's been a while since they've released anything new. I kind of dig it. I like the Avo stuff, kinda man. Dig it. The Synchros come in that cool square tubo, too, that's kind of mm-hmm. like, if you're just in for the packaging, that's pretty cool. Yeah, nothing, there's nothing in the cigar world like that particular Mm-mm. square tubo. I don't know if anybody else has a, a square <laughs> tubo or not. Um You know, back to the Four Sixes uh, IPA, which it's warm enough out here now that it has uh, warmed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it does open up the flavor system a That's little bit. Good. I'm getting more of the citrus now, more of the uh, uh, little bit of maybe pineapple, maybe uh, 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 grapefruit. The pineapple kind of has that definite like kind of flavor to it. It doesn't have a lot of bitter to it. Right. You're going back into the glass with it. We're going back in for more research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I like it in a glass, you know. Yeah, I, you know, cans are fine, but I really like when I get a can. A lot of times, I'll pour it into a glass because you know what? Then you can smell it, you can see it, you get more senses involved. I, I I agree with you. I like my beer in a cold glass. That's how I usually do it. I yeah. I usually have about 
10 glasses in the freezer at all times. It's a little less trashy right. looking than putting a speed hole in my can, too. <laughs> Which, you know, hey, I'm not above doing that. I was going to say, that would be good <laughs> optics for the show. You might want to think about that. But uh, uh, No, I have, to, I have to say, this this is really nice as it opens up. And to be as hoppy as it is, it's really not fighting with the cigar too bad. It's like, uh, because I talk about this all the time, that I'm a huge fan of IPAs and a huge fan of cigars. But very often they don't combine well. Uh, a porter will do better. An amber ale will I think, do better. I think a lot of IPAs have, since they have that bitterness on the end uh, mm -hmm. that you get that bitter. Some people call it crisp, but it's kind of a bitter snap. The hot, the hot bitter. Yeah, I think I think since it has so much of that on the end of a lot of IPAs, that's the thing that I think hurts the cigar reference with it. Um, I think you're right. Whereas yeah. this doesn't have a lot of that. This kind of finishes smooth and sweet. Uh, and a little aromatic, but uh, but the cigar goes. My cigar is going well with it. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this. This is uh, this is pairing up really nicely. And we're getting close to my uh, my tear. Yeah, my, it's going to be interesting to see we're gonna whether see what it happens right around it with no trouble, or whether it totally uh, works. Other than that, the burn's been fine, and I haven't had to tend it. So we'll see. We mentioned, by the way, we were talking about Alec Bradley. Mentioned in last week's show that Alec Bradley has been sold to Scandinavian tobacco. So it will be really interesting to see uh, exactly what uh, exactly what happens with them. I'm certainly hoping there's no, you know, big changes coming to the line. I'm, I'm an Alec Bradley fan, and, and there's a number of their cigars I think are just Yeah, fantastic. absolutely. I would hate to see any of it become less than a thing. So there's an interesting um, thing happening with Molson Coors, and I don't remember whether we had a chance to talk about this last week, Ian, or not, but Molson Coors released what they intended to be a funny ad that regulators are saying went too far. <laughs> and I'm pulling up no the story way. here. Did it have yeah. anything to do with their beer? It actually did. Really? Because it compared their rival's light beer to water. Which, by the way, is a comparison we've made many times on this show. And the regulators <laughs> have not stepped in. But you know, anytime you talk about Michelob Ultra, it's not beer; it's beer flavored water. Yeah, That's exactly what it is. And if you like that, by all means, drink it. I'm not telling you not to drink it, but folks, apparently you can't do that on television. Yeah. So the National <laughs> Advertising Division, which is part of the Better Business Bureau, sided with Anheuser Busch, which challenged an ad from 2022 for Miller Lite that used the phrase "light beer shouldn't taste like water; it should taste like." beer and so and i will admit by the way that's that miller phrase light, actually makes sense and miller light does have more flavor than a lot of other light beers we established this on our light beer blind taste test i need, we need to revisit that maybe we need to do like a, a small uh, uh what do you call it, montage of that show some of the funnier moments well, but uh, uh but beers that actually scored well on there that i remember across the board miller light scored better than um right than Bud Light on every one of on them. Every occasion. That's um, right. And this is blind it, taste test. So I don't think I don't think Michelob Light made it on anybody's list. Mm -mm. And the funny thing is, I, I think I had Bud Light Lime as one of my favorites on there because it had at least flavor and nobody thought it was lime. We all thought it was lemon, lemon pledge. pledge. Yeah. Oh, it had flavor all right. It was a disgusting <laughs> flavor. But it had, did, did have flavor. You were right about that. Now I'll tell you what, I was talking today actually with Maria Todd. Great, I love her. She's great, so fun. Great radio broadcaster. She's not a beer aficionado. She drinks primarily, no, you know, macro brew. she likes macro the macro brew, yeah. light stuff. But we brought 
her on, along with our good friend Steve Robinson, for the light beer blind taste test the last yeah, time yeah. we did it. I was talking with Maria today, and I got an idea that it's about time for another light beer blind taste test. But And so let's have Maria back on because she's funny. It'll make for a hilarious show. When we have Maria back on and Steve too, what I want to do is I want to also include some of these non-alcoholic beers and not point out until after we do the tasting which ones have alcohol and which ones don't. Now, I said it on the show. Uh, we saw the, uh, we saw the uh, Guinness Zero. Right. And me and my wife were at Specs uh, that day. Uh, we saw the Guinness Zero, and we picked up a four pack of it because it comes in the Tall Boys, just like the, uh, the, um, just like the Guinness Draft. Yep, yep. And we bought a, a a four pack of the Guinness Draft next to it, and trying them side by side. I mean, it's really hard to tell. That's interesting. So, well, my I question if we, is: if we sneak some of these into the light beer blind taste test because there are no alcohol beers. Will we all wind up liking them better because they have more flavor, <laughs> even though they don't have any alcohol? It'll be right? it'll be an interesting thing to see. Uh, like, so if we do them in segments like we normally do, have one non-alcoholic beer in each segment. Now, uh, my wife went to a place uh, this weekend for a girls' uh, brunch, and uh, they went to a place where uh, 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 they had the non-alcoholic. Uh, uh, Mixed drinks, really interesting. They're like made with a non-alcoholic spirit, not right, just not right. just a, not just a virgin drink. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like made with a non-alcoholic spirit, and she got a, a chocolate martini, no, a espresso martini made. Yeah, and she said it was pretty damn good. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I did a little uh, uh, going out this weekend as well. A friend of my wife's invited us out to uh, for all you can eat crawfish. Oh, and it was at uh, New Magnolia Brewery. Oh, and nice. So I got to. Uh, Sample some man. They had some good. I was going to do a segment. I really was. I and New I, Magnolia, I, by the way, is walking distance from here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very close. <laughs> so uh, I was there. I was. I told my wife I said, I'm going to do a segment and we can put it on the show. But I didn't do it because I was literally covered in crawfish jam or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> oh, okay. So we went. We went to a place last year. If you, if you guys, <laughs> everybody up north is going. What are they talking yeah. about? <laughs> okay. So if you go out for crawfish, I have I have one of the best hacks ever. We went to a place. Over off Washington, got crawfish last year. And when they came out and put the crawfish down on the table, they put um, uh, uh, with the uh, what do you call it? The vinyl gloves. Yeah. So everyone got vinyl gloves. So you sit there and you peel and eat your crawfish with these vinyl gloves on. And that way you're not getting it all. And in then your you hands. peel your uh, gloves off. Nice, I like it. So from from then on, anytime we go have crawfish, we bring gloves with us. Right. And and skip all of that, you know, because you know immediately after you're done eating crawfish, your eye itches. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and you know when or I or your out, nose, you when know. When I go out for crawfish, and by the way, for those of you who are from other parts of the country, uh, crawfish here is a lot like when it's crab season in uh, you in know the Maine, D.C. Maine. to Baltimore area, or lobster up in uh, uh, up in the northeast or uh, up in the northeast in New England. Uh, you, you, basically, it has all this seasoning on it, and you're cracking it open and and eating it. And my standard thing is when we go out for crawfish, I just when I get home, I burn my clothes and then take a shower. That's just because because <laughs> there's no other way to get out of it. But it's worth it because it's that good. All right, <laughs> we got to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. We have more to do. We wound up sampling an extra beer, so we still have three beers to go plus some of this special Challenge accepted, Buffalo Trace. I wonder, can you handle it? <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting, episode number three eighteen. 
Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, episode number 318. And my friends, we are just on the cusp of tasting more beer. We're also on the cusp of uh, syndication. And I don't. I have no idea, Ian, whether we're going to be on like one radio station or like 100. I have no idea what to expect. But we've been basically signed by a syndication company out of uh, Dallas, Texas, that sends radio programming to talk stations primarily, also a few music stations uh, all over the country. And they have basically a 24-hour a day, seven days a week lineup. And they wanted smoking and toasting, believe it or not, for their lineup. So we're going to be on. Not only that, yeah. but our time slot is awesome. Yeah, it's a Saturday afternoon if you're, if you're in any market that has it. And, of course, by the way, uh, from 2 to 4 on Saturday afternoon, of course, by the way, as soon as we learn what stations we are on, We'll be uh, publicizing that, yeah, obviously, yeah. so you guys can Come up with find list. us whenever you're in one of those uh, cities that has uh, a smoking and toasting station on it. All right. Ian has poured our next beer. I love Parish Brewing Company. I would almost go so far as to say that I feel like they can do no wrong. Um, and this is a strawberry mochi, which is, isn't it more of a Berliner Weiss uh, uh, style with strawberry in is that what it says so the Berliner Weiss style ale with strawberry vanilla milk sugar and toasted rice now let me tell you what what's going on here you know when you uh when you get a pop tart and it has that icing on top yes this is like if you just had that icing on just top. the icing no pop tart. yeah it's mm. it's actually really good wow yeah and it's oh a little too sweet it's a little too sweet and creamy but, but in great. a wonderful way well, you know what it reminds me of, not exactly, but what it, the memory it recalls to me is when St. Arnold took their uh, boiler room Berliner Weiss and uh, added raspberry and made it into the raspberry ale. The raspberry ale is yeah. great. This yeah. is creamier than that is, but uh, it's still, this is almost milkshakey. Yeah, so this is it's interesting because it's so much of that strawberry cream right up front, and then it finishes up with just a kiss of tartness. Right, but the but strawberry like, it's like, almost it's like, impedes, it almost like wipes out the tartness. It's like a yeah, it just it just just like like comes through and sweeps up with a little, little tartness, and it, yeah. bam, there you go, you're done. It's wow, really, really, interesting. it's really delicious. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta feel like this is. I love the little uh, guy on here. I'm sure you'll see strawberry that guy. Yeah, little strawberry, happy strawberry guy on a. Looks like he's swimming in milk. Mm-hmm. That, that's good. Strawberries and milk are good. I wonder what it would be like actually to have a strawberry floating in this. <laughs> might not be a terrible thing. It might thing. not be bad. <laughs> you know, I'm not usually a fruit and beer kind of guy. I see people putting limes and beer and all that. I agree. I, usually no produce is necessary for my beers. But, uh, but you know, every now and then you got to change things up. You know, uh, so so uh, it, some people are kind of crazy about that. They'll put lime and whatever. I was at a bar one evening, and um, and uh, we're, standing at talk, we're standing at the end of the bar talking to the bartender. And this lady comes up, and she's kind of snapping at the bartender. She's one of those people, like, you know. Like, hey, hey, serve me. So he turns <laughs> and looks at her, and he's like, can I help you? And she's like, I want two Miller Lights. He's like, we don't have Miller Lights. You have uh, Dos Keys? No, I don't have Dos Keys. You have, uh, you know, names off a few other Mexican beers, too. No, no, no. She goes, well, what do you have? He goes, I, I got Lone Star. She's like, I'll take two of those. So he goes and gets those, and he comes back, and he puts them on the bar, and he turns around to talk to us. And she's standing there next to him, and she's tapping the top of her bottle like this and looking at him. And I can't figure out what's going on there. And he, he sees me look over questioningly, and he looks over, and he goes, 
can I help you? She goes, can I get salt and lime with this? <laughs> In a Lone Star? Yeah, I'd never heard of that before. I never <laughs> I was, I was heard a of that before. <laughs> he walks over and he salted and limed her. Well, I'm going to tell you, this, this beer is almost a dessert beer. It's got that much sort of like uh, sweetness and, and dessertiness to it. Uh, but it's also very drinkable. A lot of times when you get these kind of beers, in my mind, they may have a really good taste. But you're like, I only want an, a little bit more of this. We're going to see how drinkable it is. Cause I'm, all right. I'm all gonna, right. Challenge accepted. I'm going to drink some more of it, to be all honest. Right. While you do that, we're going to take a break. We still have more beers to go. We have a little bit of uh, whiskey to go, too. In fact, maybe Ooh, we'll get to that in our next whiskey's segment. so good. We'll talk about a little bit of this Buffalo Trace. That, all right. Uh, I've been, wait, I've been waiting. One. Like I got this for Christmas. I'm so, I've so been excited that you held on to it to do it on for the show. For months. And I haven't, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, I... I, I haven't observed all safety things, so there's no no uh, right. clearing of the bottle or well, anything. Well, we'll get the OSHA people in here to make sure that you're going to be okay when you open <laughs> this up. And we'll be right back. We're smoking and toasting. Our program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. On location today at Shady Acres Saloon in Houston Heights. We'll right love that stuff. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, our program all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I love those I will tell you that usually I do, I think, a decent enough job of preparing some things for us to talk about here on the show. Usually I, yeah, you know, you we'll do. go in and do my research and, yeah, yeah. and try to find some things, and, and not just the research that you like to do, which is drinking the beers. Well, yeah, so, so my job on this show, you do a great job preparing the show, but the way I prepare for the show is I... I make sure that I don't read the show notes. Right. And I don't know what's going on at all. So that mm -hmm. all of my reactions are completely genuine. <laughs> this is, well, and, I, and it's difficult to do that kind of preparation. Well, I can tell you that I've talked to you about this, that we were going to do this on the show, about this Hot 100 list of beers. And I also mentioned I'd scanned through it and I didn't recognize much of anything. So in my usual way of total preparedness, what I did not do is read the actual headline at the top. It's the hottest 100 Aussie beers <laughs> of 2022. So now I know why I didn't know most of these beers, because most of these are not even available not anywhere in the United States. Here. So I will go through. Can, I'll give you the top 10. Can, can Before you start that, can I talk about how my cigar is starting to look like oh, a- Oh, yeah. That's not looking uh, like, good. Look like a cartoon explosion. It's mm -hmm. actually unraveling at the, at the um, head of the cigar. It's- it's burning through this section where it. Uh, now this happened right when you got to the part that peeled off when you took off the band, right? Yeah, and now the whole thing's starting to leak. Now, if you've ever tried to drink out of a straw that had a hole in it or a split in it somewhere, and you only get like, right, like the littlest <laughs> bit of what's coming through, and you get all the air, that's kind of what's happening to this cigar right now. So we're gonna ditch this. All uh, right. Yep. You got another one. And we're to go rolling with? straight into cigar number two, which I am positive. I'm not going to have any issues with. I have a feeling you won't because that's a Rocky Patel edge. Isn't that the anniversary this edition? This is the Rocky. Yeah, I actually wow. did a review on this just recently. Yep, this yep. is the Rocky Patel edge uh, 20th anniversary. Look at the wrapper it's on beautiful. this thing. Isn't so, it gorgeous? You know, we have talked about, we talked about this actually in my review of the Rocky Patel cigar I did last week. But Rocky Patel has gone from some of the most, not unattractive, but basic uh, 
packaging of their cigars, and they've now become almost one of the more extravagant classy. and beautiful and classy. Yeah, but they do it uh, in a classy way. It's like, it's like because the original Edge had no band, and then it had a footer, and then the footer moved up, you know, later on that to was be the simplest. Yeah, that very they simple. Get away with. But this one, I'm telling you, this one's beautiful. It's just, uh, uh, it's just got a really nicely gold embossed red and silver um, uh, band, and it's. Uh, I see you using the punch there. I uh, like it. Beautiful punch that mm-hmm. I got. Yeah, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. For, uh, I believe you gave it to me for Christmas or birthday. Christmas I can't or remember. birthday, one of the two. It was yeah. really nice. And remember, all I want is one cigar this year. That's right. From you. Just the Spectre, right? Yep, that's right. That's all I want is just that one cigar. It's only a thousand bucks. You can swing that, right? <laughs> we're syndicated now. You should be able to swing that. Noted. Hey, <laughs> hey. Now we're now we're in the big leagues. Uh, I'm going to give you the top 10 Aussie beers, according to this website that I found. Because you never know. You could find yourself in Australia and go, what were those beers again? Uh, I, I'm going to make a guess that uh, that the oil can is not on there. Uh, no, it is not. There is no... Uh, no what, what is that brand? What is that brand? Foster's. Foster's. Right? Foster's. Australian for beer. Australian lager. Uh, Black, Ops, <laughs> Black Ops Brewery. That's a really bad Australian oh, yeah. accent, wasn't it? Black Ops Brewery at number 10 with their GOAT, which stands, of course, for greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Beechworth Pale Ale from Bridge Road Brewers at number 9. The original Pale Ale from Cooper's Brewery at number 8. Young Henry's Brewing Newtowner, uh, which I believe is a uh, it's an Australian Pale Ale. That's number 7. Uh, Better Beer. From Better Beer Zero, or Better Beer is the brewery, I'm sorry. Better Beer Zero Carb is the uh, beer at number six. And then there's Your Mates Brewing Company, number five, with your Larry. Mates, your Mates Brewing your mates Company, brewing company Larry. Larry Pale Ale. <laughs> nice. I like that. Uh, Stone and Wood Brewing Company, Pacific Ale at four. Uh, the Bent Spoke Brewing Company, Crankshaft, uh, which looks like it is a, uh, they call it, a cranking IPA. I don't know what I don't a cranking know what that IPA means. is. Do you? Uh, Balter Brewing has the Balter XPA at number two, and Mountain Culture comes in at number one with Status Quo. It is a pale ale. So I didn't look at every beer on this list, Ian, but I, I just kind of scrolled through a little bit and I thought I haven't heard it's of any confusing. of these beers. Yeah, what, what do we have? Uh, here? There's got to be something in here we've had. And that's why I thought we'd do the whole hundred. But maybe in this case we'll just we'll just do that ten. What you know you what we haven't had. What have we not had? Sir? Whiskey today. Oh, and that's about. Well, I mean, I that, don't know about you, but I haven't had whiskey today. You know what I like about that though is it's so easily correctable. Now <laughs> I did not go through the rigmarole of uh, clearing clearing the top off of this. Now you're going to have to hold on on that because I can't even get the. Not far enough along here, huh? You want me to hold your mic? Here you go. Right, hold on. I got the cure. All right. I'll uh, recite some poetry while you're doing that. Do that. The fog moves on cat feet. That's the only line from that poem I know. Sorry, I. I I'm not a very good right, poetry all person. Here we go. Now uh, all right, now. That was so quiet, I didn't hear it. I don't know if he's being picked up. Uh, he's, uh, Tom says only a tiny bit. Oh, better. He still says it was very small. But, you know, we don't have the echo of the room. You know, it's uh, it was big in yeah, spirit. It, that's right. And hopefully it'll be big in spirit in the glass. Now, this so. is the Buffalo Trace. This is the uh, single barrel. <laughs> yeah, this is the bubble Buffalo Trace. This is a single barrel uh, select for Specs uh, downtown. Now they have a lot of buying power, and I'm sure they buy a yeah, huge a amount. Of but I'm super barrels, yeah. excited about this to see yeah, how. Because we've had a few is. of the other uh, um, 
uh, bourbons and some rums and things that they've done single barrels on that have been really fantastic. They they do a very good job of picking them, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, Specs has, Specs has got it going on, so there's that. Now, I was very careful not to spill since I hadn't cleared the neck of this. So just while, while he's pouring, I just want to point out that Buffalo Trace is probably one of, if not the, best-tasting, really affordable bourbons that's out there. They do not raise the price any more than uh, market um, mm-hmm. absolute necessity, and so, that's so a point is a, with is them. Is a bottle of Buffalo Trace still around twenty eight dollars? Yeah, yeah. So you can buy you can buy uh, the one liter at like like thirty bucks. Wow, that's great. Um, and the handle is like uh, less than forty. Mm-hmm. And the regular uh, seven fifty mil is you know in the twenty five ish range. That's what I thought. The yeah. thing is, it's a little harder to find, and I know like. Yeah. Like here in Texas, it's not too hard to find. You can find it most places, but I know in a lot of other states, you'll have issues with uh, supply. Yes, and so. that and that does happen. But it's really it really happens because they've become so popular, mm-hmm. you know. And and the price I think is part of the popularity because people caught on. Get, if you can get something that good for you know twenty eight dollars for the seven fifty milliliter, that that's a thing. Now I know this one costs more, and this one is more special, and it's a single cask. You said oh, it, has right? a, it has more citrusy kind of note to it. Yeah, there's definitely some citrus on the nose. You get that that sort of bourbony note that you know that that you would expect from oh, a bourbon, but there's orange no citrus peel. there. Orange peel, on chocolate following it up. Like the chocolate's kind of a given with a with the buffalo cherries, but the orange peel is kind of an interesting Dude, uh, that's, part to it. That's really good. That's really exciting, isn't it? That's one of the best bourbons I've had in a while. Mm. That's just really tasty. Yeah, it just kind of it just kind of coats your palate too. Yeah, yeah, it's oily too, and you know Buffalo Trace always comes in at uh, almost forty six percent. I think forty five and, and some change, forty five and oh no, forty five percent. But um, but yeah, that is absolutely fantastic. And I will say, with an earthy cigar like this, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like this Oliva that I'm smoking, it really blends well. You're pulling all kinds of caramel now out of the Buffalo Trace. You're getting more earthiness out of the cigar than before. It's just a really nice pairing. I uh, lit up this uh, Rocky Patel Edge 20th anniversary, and it is just outlandish how good this thing is. Is the 20th anniversary reformulated for the regular Edge? It is, right? I think it's a different blend, yes. And uh, it's it's got a little more of a creamy note to it. It's got some some spice, but there's a little more of the creamier notes. It comes across a little more in the medium range. Uh, middle of medium range rather than the higher end of medium to, to full some of the edges uh, kind of do. You know, I'm really enjoying today's show because it's really just kind of like sitting and smoking and sampling things and going, how yeah. does that go with that? I mean, it's it's uh, oh. it's nice to be able to do that. Obviously, we can't smoke in the studio every week, so it's nice to get out every once in a while. We need to talk to the boss about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear he's a hard uh, slave he's driver hard, type. He's, he's hard to get along. Not going to give in at Working all. for the man. So that's right. Pay the man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I had a guy that worked for me one time, and I was like, I was trying to get him to you know step up and do more, and he was a good kid, and I was like, all right. I said, I said to him, I said, you're the man, and I just to this day I remember him looking at me and going, I am not the man. I do not want to be the man. You are the man. <laughs> you are the man. I was like, okay, great. So these much are for, these are your decisions, so sir. Much for accepting responsibility there, I appreciate that. Um, no, but it, it's it's. I mean, that's really good, Ian. 
That's that's really agreed. Good. If Do you, you remember the cost of that bottle, uh, it was I, a gift, I, right? I don't, I don't think it was. Uh, well, it was a gift, but I don't think it was that much more. I think that what they do with with the barrel selects is it's not that much more than your standard bottle. However, you're limited in how many you can buy, so that someone doesn't just snap them all up and uh, you know snap up like five cases of it, and, right? Right. And they make it unavailable for everybody else. You know? Sure, I, I totally get that. Totally get that. So yeah, that's that's uh, one of the cool things about. It. I was super excited when I got it. I was like, man, we're gonna have a day on the show, and I'm gonna wait for that. It's so good, and there's a whiskey hug that comes up towards the back. That's that's wonderful. So it's, nice. It's yes. subtle, but it's there. You know, absolutely. It's like, it's like a, a sweet hug as yes, opposed to yes. a bear hug. You know, yes. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to hand you over a, another beer. I think we got time to do another one in this segment. Um, this is we have a lot of IPAs today because the Four Sixes guys uh, brought us uh, the Grit and Glory uh, a hazy uh, IPA earlier, but uh, we're going to try one that may be a little bigger. <laughs> so, this is from Anchorage. Art by Massive Face. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always have incredible art on there. Um, the beginning of this says, "Are we there yet?" And then you have a character who looks like uh, most of a skeleton in armor. Yeah, a lot of skeletons with a uh, with there. a battle axe, and uh, but holding it on his shoulder, kind of hobo style, and hanging off the end of the battle axe is a uh, is a bag of skulls. Right, and then, are so, we there yet? He answers, "I have no idea." I have no idea. That's what it says right there. <laughs> Always nice subtext to the uh, uh, to the uh, beers from Anchorage, and I don't think I've ever seen an Anchorage Brewing Company beer in uh, a small can. I think they're always in the sixteen ounce can. So, kind of an interesting um, brewery. And look, they're in Alaska. They got all winter where they can't do much of anything. Why not brew some beers? You know, I think that's where they're at. I'm going to uh, reach up for this one, Ian, and take a little bit of the nose while you pour that. Oh, wow. Big, big, big Tell me what you're getting. Big On citrus. the nose. Yeah, it's hazy. It's very pale straw, hazy, hazy mm-hmm. as I'll get out. And this this is one of those, although they're not quite as, uh, let's I'd say, like crazy experimental as like an ingenious brewing, they, they brew a lot of different short-term uh, beers. In other words, this one will probably not be available six months from now. So this is brewed with uh, El Dorado Incognito, fermented with T-H-I-O-L, Thal, mm. maybe, Boosting Yeast, uh, D-D-H with Strata and Nelson Savon hops. Coming in at 6.4%. Uh, okay, yeah. It must be that Nelson Savon that I'm getting. That, that, that It's a little funkiness. A little funky, but it's not overpoweringly funky. It really is kind of working on this... Uh, on this blend, they have they have blended this so very well. I'm not sure that I like it. Mm. So this is interesting because the last I don't know dozen or so IPAs that I brought on the show, you've thought were pretty good. I think with, I can drink this, but I don't think that I'd reach for it. See, I, I I'm totally the opposite end of the spectrum. This is really good to me. Like <laughs> like I'm I'm now thinking okay. I think my wife got this at HEB. Can we get some more? We're you know? separate palettes on that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's it's not bad. It's just not where I want to be. Does it say what the ABV is on this? Six point four is what it says. It feels yeah. fairly light. But, so it's uh, not it's not heavy, but it's not you know super light. Not. Mm. I think six point four puts it just above session sessionable. See how what this does to the cigar. Be interested. Mm. There's not a lot of other information on here. I love no resistance, it. no resistance from the cigar at all. It goes well with. Yeah, it actually does. And again, I'm always looking for IPAs that'll go well with cigars. 
because many of them don't. I can't help but think, though, maybe the whiskey plus the cigar is beating it up a little bit. But you're loving it. I just I don't think it's my cup of tea on that one. Uh, well, and it was. And I love Anchorage. Anchorage makes yeah. great stuff. So it was bound to happen that we disagree. But I always expected on an IPA when we disagree, it's going to be because it's one with just massive hop overtones, and I'm still digging it. While you're like, no, nah, that's too much for me. No, see, like the funk on this is is not a uh, the funk on this is not in a place where I like the funk. I think that's the Nelson Sauvin hop. Yeah, it's it's, it's in a weird place for me, and it's not ah, it's see. not my favorite beer. Uh, uh, the I can love. is awesome. Yep, yep, and and I know you've we've had other Anchorage IPAs that you really like. So remember when people used to collect beer cans? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be a cool thing to do now because there's so many great. Art, so much great artwork. Oh, you'd be you'd be cans. inundated with. It. I yeah. got a buddy of mine that collects the uh, artwork from the um, uh, what's the uh, Martin House because they have those yeah. great boxes. They really do. So, and sometimes those he doesn't guys. like the beer. I'll go over to his house. He's like, "Hey, I got a beer in there that you'll probably like." <laughs> I had last week, by the way, and I was going to bring it on the show, but we had a different stout to bring on today. Uh, so I went ahead and drank this one. Oh well, instead I'm glad of saving you did that. it instead of saving it for the show. But it was a Martin House. Uh, uh, pecan and vanilla imperial stout. Oh, or no, I take it back. I'm sorry. It was a porter, vanilla pecan porter. I bet from, that's good. It was fantastic. Yeah, Martin House is so fun. Martin House is uh just outside of Dallas, uh, Fort Worth area, and uh, we stopped by coming down. It was about five years ago. We stopped by coming down from visiting uh some family and friends up in that area, and. And uh, the brew is pretty basic then, and and they've come a long way because they only had a few different beers at that point in time, including one called Oklahoma Sucks. Yes, I remember that beer. <laughs> right? uh, well, there, yeah, there. And then they had the one. Dallas, they so. had the one that was uh, that was uh, named for the band. Uh, what was that? Um, um, I'm oh, for the Toadies. Yes, for the Toadies. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I remember that. Uh, well, I will say one of the things that I think is really cool about Martin House is the way they do their packaging, when it's time to release a really specialty beer, instead of doing a bomber, they do two 12-ounce cans mm-hmm. in this tall box that can sit next to the bombers on the shelf and put them in that sort of special category in terms of where well, they get placed on the it's shelf. Well, and it's the same uh, size packaging as a bomber would be. Like, sometimes you get a bomber exactly. in a box. Yep, yep, it's the same size packaging. You know, like if yep. you buy the uh, Velvet Merkin or one of those, it'll be right. in that nice pretty box. It's the same kind of box, but you get two cans. Which I think is a couple ounces more than a bomber. Yeah, I, I think it is actually. Uh, but I like it because you can break it up. You, with the bomber, once you open it, you kind of need to finish. You're it. You're committed. These you can do one at a time. You're committed. <laughs> All right, Ian, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it is drinking news time, which is always a highly anticipated time on this program. Sometimes a little too highly anticipated, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, hey, people like it, so we keep doing it. Uh, We'll uh, probably be taking a trip to Florida. Will be my guess mm. in this next uh, uh, in this next drinking news. So that's coming up. Plus, we still have more tasting to do. We have um, something that I'm actually really excited about, and I get the feeling you may have tasted it before. I have not. It is Jester King Brewery out of Austin. It is their uh, black metal imperial yes. stout. So really psyched about this. So the, the the cover art on yeah, that is cover amazing art's too, wonderful yeah. in a completely different way. Uh, but we'll get to that in our next segment, as well as drinking news. You're watching Smoking and Toasting on location at the wonderful, and it's very chill out here, by the way, Shady Acres Saloon. We'll be right back.
station. Welcome back, my friends, to the show number 318 of a little thing we just called Smoking and Toasting. Our program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we are on location today, which things. is a lot of fun because we get to smoke when we're on location, if we're outside, of course. We're at the Shady Acres Saloon in Houston Heights, Houston, Texas, and uh, they have been very accommodating to us. We want to say a big thanks to the staff and ownership here at Shady Acres. This has been uh, a fun place to be for the show today. You know, this whole area right here has turned into just like, this is the place to be on a Friday or yeah, Saturday totally night. Yeah, totally is. You find a place to park and you kind of walk up and down the streets. Yeah, a lot of different tons places of to bars, tons of uh, different places to go. This is this is my favorite down in this area. It's just yep. got such a nice ambiance, usually a great band playing out here. Yeah, it's very chill. A good very place chill. to smoke a cigar, too. Yeah, and we're doing plenty of that today. We're not only smoking cigars, we're drinking beers, we're drinking whiskey, and we're bringing you... Drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Drinking News on location. Ladies and gentlemen, you know uh, from previous discussions we've had on this program that, honestly, you really can't smoke in California. I mean, it's very, very difficult. But you know what you can do? Mm. Apparently, in California, you, you can get cancer. Yeah. Everything causes cancer in California. That's right. That? And apparently, you can steal. Oh. So I will explain. Because that may be what motivated a Florida man. <laughs> To do pretty much whatever he wanted in that great social gathering spot that we all know as Walmart. It seems that James John Perez visited the town hall. I'm sorry, the Walmart <laughs> in Sebastian, Florida. Was that, that was a little slip there, right? And he decided, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so Perez decided that not only was he thirsty, but he also needed some pants <laughs> and maybe some socks. Was now, he wearing some when he got in? Yeah, we all know there? that shopping at Walmart can be stressful in between the crowds and oh. the kids running wild. There are and whole YouTube channels dedicated to like, things you see them. in Walmart. Absolutely. I mean, it's a high, high blood pressure environment, to be sure. <laughs> so what did uh, James John Perez do? Well, he decided to take the edge off. A Walmart employee working the sales floor happened to notice Perez grab a bottle of McCormick's vodka from the shelf and a right. six-pack for the road oh, so, of so Smirnoff like, here, Ice. Here in, here in Texas, you can't get the liquor in, in Walmart. Yeah, but though, this is but, Florida. Yeah, Florida's yeah. different, yeah. Florida, yeah. So he grabs a bottle of McCormick's vodka, six-pack of Smirnoff Ice for the road. But the Florida man didn't wait for the road to start enjoying his selections. He popped them open, started drinking them while he shopped. Hey, you know we've all grabbed the Mountain Dew out of the... Uh out of the cooler and, and just paid for it at the end of our shopping. Yeah, but you didn't it, right? just drink it and then put the empty back on the shelf, which is what he did with his Smirnoff ice. So I guess that was, that was nice of him. This I mean, one's broken. I'm not paying for it. Nobody wants empty cans of Smirnoff ice rolling around on the floor. In fact, no one wants to even drink the stuff if that's possible. Right about Smirnoff uh, ice. But that's not important right now. The store employee watched as Perez drank from the vodka bottle and from more of the cans and then proceeded to do a little more shopping. He walked around the men's department and pocketed a couple pair of socks after removing the packaging and mm. then put on a pair of pants 
then remove the sales tags and toss the sales tags on the floor. When police arrived, <laughs> of course. and by the way, anytime your story includes the phrase, when the police arrived, <laughs> you know it's not going well. <laughs> right. When the police arrived, Something's going wrong immediately. they found the Florida man, three pairs of socks, the stolen pants, scissors, a pocket knife, and a half-empty bottle of McCormick vodka on his person. He'd use those scissors to cut off the tags. I was going to say, you have yeah. to have the scissors to yeah, cut off the, the tags. Pants and socks. Grand total of his shoplifted merchandise was $61.91. I feel like Bob Barker announcing the, the actual retail price is. Uh, <laughs> right. But general policy of most retailers is not to actually confront shoplifters directly, but to call law enforcement and let law enforcement handle it. Perez seemed a little surprised at being taken away to be booked. What? Apparently, Why are you booking me? Apparently, he'd moved to Florida from California, where state law holds that stealing merchandise costing $950 or less is just a misdemeanor, making law enforcement less likely to even investigate and prosecutors more likely to just let it go. Oh, my goodness. But all state laws are different, and now that he was a Florida man... James John Perez was headed to jail. So the lesson here seems clear. If you shoplift in Florida, you very well may wind up doing time. And if you're going to take that risk, then for God's sake, steal something better than Smirnoff ice. Yeah, well, you know, the other thing, too, is if you're, if you're going to shoplift, well, obviously move to California if you're going to shoplift, but right. don't smoke because then you're going to actually end up with the jail time. Right, right. That's, right. when I'm, that's, that's, that's how it works. That's the point of the whole thing, right? Reporting live from the beer aisle in Walmart, let's see, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, Natty Ice. You know what? There's nothing here worth going to jail for. <laughs> My name is Cruz, and that is your drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news, drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> so I got to admit, uh, um, drinking news is becoming the hardest segment of the show for me to prepare for because it, it almost feels like all the really funny stories have all been used up. There's lots of Florida man stuff in the news every week, tons of it. But, you know, nothing's really funny about a Florida man robbed a convenience store unless he did something funny while he was... Right, you know, there's incredulous. We try, to, we try to keep these shows humorous. There's you know? incredulous stories, but certainly right. not not always uh, funny. Yeah. So, wow, I just went back for a drink of the strawberry mochi, which you had poured more of that. That was our uh, our first uh, uh, our first of the beers that I brought that we tried. It's really good once it's warmed up a little too. It's almost oh agreed. It's almost more milkshake ish mm. or something. That's a good beer. Yeah, that really is. We've had several good ones today. I know you weren't crazy about the IPA, but I dug it. I dug it. So, speaking of beer, we got another one to try, my friend. Mm. And this one is one I understand you have had before. I have not, so I'm excited about it. I have, and since this uh, mic stand magically appeared in front of me. Yeah, it makes it easier, doesn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. The You got to just look here when uh, Adam puts the picture here. The The picture of this uh, on this can is fantastic. I just want to remind, as Ian's opening that up, oh, nice. As Ian's opening that up, I just want to remind you, those of you who regularly enjoy the show on video, on YouTube, or on one of the other social media platforms, it will still be available every week. It's just going to come out 
a few days later in the week. We're going to be released on Saturday afternoon after the broadcast version of the show has aired. So even if the show's not in your market, in your city, broadcast-wise, and no matter where you are around the world, you'll still be able to access Smoking and Toasting via the podcast download or via YouTube or any of the other social media spots where you can find it'll, it. It'll just be put back by a couple days. Yep, yep, that's right. And when you visit those, by the way, you can also go back and listen. If you go to our SoundCloud page, you can listen to any episode that you want. It's just SoundCloud.com slash Smoking and Toasting. So, you can uh, listen to all the silly things I say. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ian, this is an Imperial Stout as we continue the spirit of Imperial February all into March. Uh, and this is from Jester King. Now, Jester now King. Now it's Imperial March. That's right. I can't wait until Imperial April. Or are we going to have Porter April? Uh, doesn't Imperial March, though, sound like a uh, music selection <laughs> from Star March. Wars? All right, so it looks like uh, uh, maybe like a Kiss cosplay d- dude on the front yeah, there? Yeah, almost like the guy from uh, uh, from uh, uh, Metalocalypse. Okay, you know? there you go. There you go. That's working. Uh, and the beer itself? Beer itself. Well, I've had this before, and Jester King, as far as I can tell, can do no wrong. That These guys have really been picking up a lot of beer industry cred lately, Jester King out of Austin. When someone talks about a stout being uh, as black as oil, that's pretty much this. So it sticks to the glass. This is not one of those sweet stouts. No. Because, you know, sometimes uh, stouts, they'll have, like, you know, a lot of vanilla notes, and they'll be just a little bit sweet. Uh, this is not that at all. This is darker, more coffee-based. This is actually closer to Guinness in mm-hmm. flavor uh, without that without that creamy uh, thing that Guinness has. Right. It doesn't have the Guinness creamy vibe. And, but- um, and it has a very coffee, like a lot of stouts in their natural state have a very coffee kind of aftertaste to it. And this definitely has that and that bitterness to it. This is an outstanding beer right here. It's, it also tips in at 9.3%. Oh, no. There you go. I just want to say, it doesn't strike me as a fancy stout. Like a lot of stouts are fancy in, in the sense that they have a whole lot of different flavors going on. This one just seems to kind of say, this is who we are. Love us. No, this is un- unapologetically stout. It's just yes, that's all there is to it. And this is this is kind of a throwback, I think, to a classic stout beer. It doesn't have to have. And I, don't get me wrong, I love the bourbon barrel aging and all the other stuff that happens. But this is just your basic, awesome stout. If you've ever wondered what Guinness might taste like if it was a little more boozy, mm. that's what this beer reminds me of. Because Guinness is not very boozy at all. No, it's not. It's, it's actually like very four light. And a half percent. Yeah, it's actually very light. It's lighter than a, a lot, lot of beers think, that you drink. Oh, I don't want to drink Guinness. I'll get too wasted after just one <laughs> beer or two. And it's actually much lighter than you might think. That's right. It, it, it's proof, by the way, that you can have a lighter beer and not have it taste like water. That's uh, It's pretty amazing, right? And, and now key, I think we may be in trouble with just, the regulators. Just, just think this thought uh, in mind. Uh, your average uh, Budweiser or Bud Light comes in just a couple percentages around that. Uh, same thing as a Guinness. This, of course, is coming in at over double. Right. Or right at double that, a little over double of that, uh, if my you know math is correct. And I will mention this, too, Ian. I've talked about the other beers that we've had today not necessarily fighting with my cigar. This one didn't even think about fighting. They signed a peace treaty at the beginning, and now they're uh, uh, forming like Voltron. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're hanging out together and yeah, having a good time with absolutely. it. Absolutely. This is... This is just working really, really well with the cigar. 
Yeah, I'm, how's it working with the Edge? So the Edge is is a little bit bigger cigar in general. So uh, I'm glad I, I waited till the end to have this one because this one's going with the black metal incredibly well. This is this is like where you want to pair a cigar and a beer. If you are a beer lover, uh, but you want hey, and you want to pair me. with cigars, I recommend kind of opening with the stouts and the porters. They will almost always yeah. line up pretty well with what with what you're doing. That pecan porter that I mentioned, it was a pecan of vanilla porter from Martin House. Mm-hmm. That went so well with the Bella Artez uh, Maduro uh, from AJ Fernandez that I smoked that day when I was drinking the beer. It was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, hoppy beers are touch and go with cigars, man. Uh, so I think that hot bitter we talked about earlier in the show that hot bitter can really interrupt a cigar. I think. Um, but anything on the stout side is going to go well. Kind of depends on how bitter you like. If you like it a little sweeter, a porter is going to be kind of your place, or a wee heavy. Uh, wee heavy is also known as a scotch ale, and those are beautiful, beautiful things to go with a cigar. Just wanted to mention another beer that I had this week that uh, I, I'll have to get some more of and bring on the show. Uh, our friends at um, the uh, brewery out in Magnolia, Texas, Lone Pine oh, Lone Pine, yeah. They have a Berliner Weiss. That is fantastic. That I just had for the first time this week, uh, and I'm 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 blanking on the actual name of it, but it is out. I got it. I got it at Specs. Oh, nice! I'll have to look for that. So yeah, so I'll bring one on the show soon. But uh, uh, but I'm telling you, I, I've had some really good beers this week, and I, I you know sometimes when that happens, I go, I should mention this on the show, but. Of course, we're always drinking our own beers on the show, so it's well. Uh, I I loved when we had Blake on the show, uh, and when he was on the show, he brought a guitar for me to uh, fix up for him. That's right, I remember his, that. It was his very first guitar, and it was like a green crackle finish. It was so metal and awesome, and I did outrageous things to it and made it into an amazing playing guitar. Yep, and it looks great. <laughs> and I it looks him, like like total eighties. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. And I warned him when I gave it back. I said, "Now you're going to call me and say you're going to have to drop off." your other guitars because you want them to play like that i got that text <laughs> so i'll be talking to blake pretty soon i'm gonna see Good, about let's it. talk about some more beers yeah, yeah man uh lone pint man they're doing they're doing great things. They're they're doing God's work as far as they're I'm crushing concerned. him. My band will be playing out there in another month or so too. Good, good. That's a great place to be and to uh and to hang while you're doing it. A lot of uh a lot of the breweries have have bands. Even uh, even here, Shady Acres is not a brewery, but they'll have a band outside on their yeah. stage tonight. I think Ryan Lawless is playing after we leave here. They got great but, music out here. But yeah, it's it's very very cool. Just wanted to mention, I've been smoking this Oliva Monticello uh, from Holtz. Um, uh, bought this online from Holtz. Uh, this cigar has smoked so great. It has finally gone out when I had it sat down while I was doing drinking news, and that's the first time it's gone out. So. I'm going to relight it here while you uh, uh, carry on for a moment. I'm going to talk about this this lighter I have here, and I'm going to let you borrow this. Okay. Because this lighter is a DuPont lighter. And um, I had, when we were at the um, Whiskey Social this past year, uh, I had a conversation because I was using that lighter to light a cigar. And I don't bring it everywhere because that's an expensive lighter. That was a gift. My wife bought that for me. And uh, it's way outside of my status quo. Uh, uh, but this lighter is about well, outside of your normal price range. Is yeah, it's like two hundred and two hundred and sixty ish dollars, I think, for this lighter. But I had a conversation with uh, Young from Hooten and Young, and uh, and he saw that I had this, and he goes, "I can't believe people pay that much for a lighter." And I said, "You know what? 
This lighter is amazing in that every time you click it, it lights. And I bring this out when I'm going to smoke during the day because you can't always see the flame and you can't tell if your lighter has lit. This one, every single time, no matter what, lights. So that's why I bring it out. I love it. And when yeah, I'm you, dressed up or during the day, right. I know it's going to be lit no matter what. Very consistent. I love so. it. And it lit me back up, by the way, and this is more about the cigar than the lighter. But I'm not currently experiencing a relight penalty on this uh, Oliva. So that Oliva has lasted uh, one and a half cigars that I brought. Yep, yep, absolutely. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's really hung in there well. And again, this is a house brand for Holtz that Oliva does. So the only place you can buy this one is online with Holtz. And I'm going to tell you, it's worth buying, Like so, it, especially at the price that I got it at. I think these wound up being around five bucks a cigar at the price that I bought it at. So uh, black, that's not normal price, but it was on sale. The black metal is pulling out a lot of uh, more of the woody notes in this cigar. I'm getting a lot of cedar and things like that going on. It's really, really a nice change to what I had going on earlier where I was getting some of the sweeter things. But this is bringing out like cedar and and kind of the woodier notes and the earthier notes in the cigar, which and is And really believe nice. it or not, by the way, I just went back to the Buffalo Trace. And after having the black metal, the Buffalo Trace is a little sweeter. Well, that doesn't spread me. Left in your, I've got a little bit left right here. Yeah, because because I guess because of the more, you know, sort of coffee notes in the black metal, it makes this by by contrast seem sweeter now. Oh, it does. And it's that delicious. orange peel though on that on that cask, uh, that single uh, cask select, but uh, ugh, single barrel select is just unbelievable. All right, we're going to take a break here. We're going to be back to wrap up the show. But what a show it's been! I, I am I am far more chill than I usually am uh, during the show. I think it just has to do with the environment here at Shady. The relaxed atmosphere. We'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. This program is all about craft beer, fine spirits. Hand rolled cigars, and I we're love those on things. location at the Shady Acres Saloon in Houston Heights. Ian, this has been a great place to do a show. I haven't felt this relaxed on a show in a long time. <laughs> That's this nice. It's very that? chill, you know. <laughs> we're just hanging out, drinking good beers, drinking great, uh, uh, great bourbon that uh, that Ian brought today. Uh, this is working really well. Working really well for me, at least. I've I've enjoyed this. So, and I'm still working on this cigar. And right down to the end, it is wonderful. Man, I'm on my second one. This Rocky Patel Edge 20th anniversary is fantastic. It's working for you. My last cigar tasted good till it kind of fall, fell apart. And by the way, for those who took the over-under on whether Ian would make it through the entire show without the chair he's sitting in uh, falling apart, because I'm pretty sure this chair was just for decoration. Ian. No, this chair has it. features. It has yeah. what I like to call an adjustable armrest. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't have any of those features on mine. And it has uh, a collapsible, more... collapsible slats. If you pull that thing down, I think it goes to uh, 44,000 <laughs> gigawatts and takes you into the future. <laughs> something. Uh, something like that. Well, listen, um, <clears throat> this has been great fun. Uh, I've enjoyed this, uh, this episode a lot. And we're very close to launching our syndication, which is awesome. That's going to be coming up I'm soon. I'm super excited about and that. And then on next week's show, and this we had this scheduled earlier and it got it got pushed back a little due to some uh, other circumstances, but Abby Heim is going to be joining us. Abby is with Pink Boots, which I don't know a lot about, but she'll explain it when she's on. It has something to do with, with supporting women in craft beer. That's awesome. And that's a very cool thing. And Abby is awesome. You're going to love her. And she's bringing on some beers, I believe, from Great Heights Brewing. Right, because so she works. She's at, involved with yeah. them, yes. So I don't know the full story, 
but she'll explain it all to us next week here on the program, and we will be uh, looking forward to it. So we'll be back in the studio next week, so we won't be able to smoke, but uh, this has been a very enjoyable uh, diversion. I've always loved just hanging out with you and drinking and smoking cigars. But I mean, uh, That's what started this. That's what know. started the whole thing, yeah. As we get ready to uh, be, uh, as ZZ Top said, bad and nationwide, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, we, are, we are very excited about it. And we want to thank those of you who have been hanging with us for 318 or 317 plus the mystery episode uh, uh, versions of this or, whole thing. Even if you've only heard the last five, I'm cool with that, too. You know, I was thinking about this this week. I was talking to my wife about this. By the time we get to the 333rd show, which will be our anniversary celebration. Think about that. If you only count three beers a week, because we always do at least three, that'll be 999 beers that we have sampled on this show. Are you serious with me? 999 beers on the wall, 999 bottles of beer. <laughs> so I don't know why in the back of my head I just have that. You remember that old, uh, you remember that old Twisted Sister, uh, video where the the guy's like what are you gonna do with your life <laughs> this is it buddy this is I what i'm doing 999 <laughs> beers <laughs> so now like we're gonna have to start singing 999 beers on a wall yes for sure it's gonna and it'll take a lot of episodes to get through that i wonder how that'll sound with the ukulele <laughs> thank you it. guys for coming here and Don't being a part of with the a good time yeah and being part of the show <laughs> we appreciate you the most we love doing this and uh Today's show has been one of the most enjoyable ever. Uh, thank you to uh, all of the staff and ownership here at Shady Acres that allowed us to come in and do the show here. This has been a blast, and now we get to just hang out here and drink, which is pretty exciting, too. We will uh, see you next week with Abby Heim uh, from uh, Pink Boots. Everybody, please have a great week, and uh, whatever you do, drink responsibly, and uh, trust no one. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Black metal. <laughs> <laughs>